because Rihanna claims Barbados when her mom is from Guyana. So that's it's a beef. Legit beef. That's beef. It's I like, mean, you know, rep your set, man. It's a legit <laughs> beef. It's legit beef. Set repping is always fun. Yeah, can't be out here false flagging, man. Like, don't don't forget I'm just, about I'm, us. Don't forget about us in Guyana. You you just want to claim I'm just Barbados. regular black. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> Regular, regular. I'm just, I'm just yeah. pure nigga. I'm just pure nigga. Yeah, just, <laughs> just Negro. <laughs> just nigga. <laughs> all right, just all right, nigga. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and uh, keep. You gotta keep all of here. that. You gotta keep all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I am the treasurer of at least the southeastern division. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to another episode of the Committee Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Rate and Review, Leave Five Stars. We're on the uh, Kids Work Crown uh, Collective. You can find us there also. Um, we got two special guests with us. It says Archie Leach is not available and El Chapa is not available. So I'm here. And since, since apparently they don't want to hear me do a solo episode, I brought two special guests with me. So... Uh, they're also podcasters. I will let uh, Kiana introduce herself first. Everyone, I feel like I'm on like a recurring tag. This is an episode of Friends. Um, to talk about, I'm Kiana, uh, the host of Between the Lines Pod. Um, and funny story today: there's a billboard in Atlanta that advertises PornBeast.org. It's a Christian website. What? Yes. Wait, what? <laughs> Say that again? All right. So, real quick story. This has nothing to do with anything, but I go a certain way to work every morning, and there's a billboard. It's yellow and black, and it says pornbeast.org. And I was like, who advertises a porn site on a billboard? So I decided, why not just see what it's about? It's not a porn site. It is a Christian website that helps people afflicted, afflicted with the horny. I made that part up, but it's definitely wow. a Christian website. <laughs> wow. You just no, you know, you're just nasty. They just they just exposed you. That's all they did. Yeah, they, they definitely you. they caught me. <laughs> they caught you, they caught you trying to look at some film. <laughs> I am afflicted. <laughs> so sorry. Jeez. Go to church and be blessed. You need some holy water. So sorry. All right, so we have this heathen on, and then we have another. <laughs> we have another guest <laughs> on. <laughs> go, go ahead, Naj. <laughs> Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Naj from Two Dope Smarks. Um, my co-host is busy being a family man, so I, I, I have to record somehow. I have to get my, my my voice heard somehow. So, what's going on? What's happening? Live from Cali. We out here. 
And we're doing it. We're doing it. All right. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, a lot of things have been happening this week between Kanye West, Drake, Cardi B, Offset, like a whole lot of shit. So the first thing we're going to talk about is old man Ebro and the young, the young, young man Kodak Black. Now, if you haven't heard, if you didn't see this, uh, Kodak Black is a young and upcoming rapper from, from Miami, and he went up to New York to do a radio interview to promote his album that just came out. And apparently there was a little bit of tension at the end of it because Ebro brought up um, Kodak's open cases on uh, sexual assault and sexual battery and stuff like that. And Kodak was like, yo, I'm not trying to talk about this, change the subject or I'm going to leave. And if anybody has ever watched the Hot 97 interview, they know that Ebro is kind of you a hard ass. You don't He's kind of people. a hard ass. Exactly. So you 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 threaten Ebro, you kind of push him a little bit. He's going to be like, all right, well, then, let's, then you can go. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to tell me what to talk about on my own show. So uh, I'll ask you this. Ebro in a corner. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask you this, Nash. What, what did you think of that uh, the interaction? Do you think it was fair? Was was Ebro out of line? Was Kodak out of line? Like, what, what's, what's going on? My thing is this. I will commend Ebro for keeping that same energy. I will, I, I will commend him for that. But I just felt like it wasn't the time nor place to talk about that. Um, other than that, I just thought it was it was cool. I thought it, I thought it was cool. Um, I feel like Kodak could have communicated a little bit better by saying he didn't want to talk about it. He didn't have to give the ultimatum. But um, it's really kind of hard to find who's, who's to blame in all of this. Um, I just think that both of them was kind of wrong. Um, excuse me for saying I'm too many times, but uh, yeah, I really didn't find any fault with a lot of people. It just could it, it just the whole interview could have just happened better than what it was. That's my that's my take on it. Did you did you see the uh, the interview, Kim? I did. Um, I feel like the the initial blame goes on Kodak Black's people for not, or maybe they did. I, I doubt that Ebro, as a journalist, would have skipped this, though, to be honest. But um, somebody should have put in Kodak's rider or whatever that he's not talking about this, 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 and that. They didn't do that, so you leave yourself open to all kinds of questions. I will agree. Facts. Facts. I don't really see why Ebro asked that question. It didn't have anything to do with anything. But since he did, and he didn't really even ask, he was just like, I know what's going on. You can't answer questions because of your open case. So when all of this is over... I'd love to come back and have a conversation with you about it. Now, Kodak's response could have been like, nah, we're not doing that. Let's talk about what we got going on right now. Or he could have been like, okay, and then never got back up with Ebro to talk about it. Either way, Kodak Black is, he, I'm going to say I don't expect maturity from him. And so his answer was reflected in that. Yeah, he's only, he's 21, I believe. Right. He's not, Kodak Black has never been a beacon of maturity. So I, I don't know. I don't know what Ebro was expecting out of that statement from Kodak Black, but I mean, he wasn't wrong in asking it because there were no limitations on what he could ask. It was a weird time to ask, sure. I don't know what he expected from it, but the response was a little bit much. But that comes from media training. Yeah, exactly. He needs to invest in like a media trainer or something like that or a PR agent because when something like that happens, it's easy to be like, oh, you know, Obviously, I can't talk about this. I'll, you know, it's an open case. You know, uh, my lawyers 
won't let me talk about this. So, you know, we'll, like you said, he could just say, oh, we'll, we'll come back and talk about it later. That would have been the easiest answer. No one would have said anything about it. And instead of people, you know, talking about your album that just came out, they're talking about this viral video of you getting right. up and getting essentially kicked out of an interview. Right. It's um, it's just, I don't, people like, I don't want to say that everybody needs, especially not all black artists or, or um, you know, creative steam media training, but I do think there's a level of like couth you need to have in this industry. And yes. um, he didn't really exhibit that. Cause like you said, it would have been just as easy to be like, well, you know, like you said, it's an open case, but let's talk about this album. Like there's so many ways you can finagle your way around that. And he just, he didn't do it. I mean, I just feel like they should just, like when you get signed, like you don't take media training, like does that not happen? I think, uh, first of all, just like these Broward County, Dade County artists, like she has nothing to do with today, but like I really want to give Risha a hug and tell her to shut up. I yes. think, <laughs> I, I, think Risha, I think Risha can breathe easy now because like, because now Kodak is taking some of that, that, that heat off of her, but like, damn Risha, with the whole oh, flute geez. out with the whole flute out situation and then like now she's in another situation about um talking about her boyfriend um Southside from 808 Mafia um talking about he'll beat he'll beat hoes up or whatever. Oh like, Jesus. It, she says she don't drink water either. It's just oh, yeah. so much easier to shut up. <laughs> it is. It's so much easier just No to one asked. And, and, and that's that's kind of my that it, these kids in Florida <laughs> That's that's been my issue with I guess the the whole New York landscape of hip hop because even watching the interview with Kodak Black and the interview with Young Miami I'm just like you can tell there's a cultural difference because you know Young Miami and Kodak Black are from South Florida and they're going up to New York to talk to these you know these these interviewers and there's clearly an age gap between these two like Ebro's probably closer to fifty you know. Uh, and Kodak and Young Miami, they're both in their early 20s. Mm-hmm. Ebro's asking questions about like, oh, do you listen to Old Dirty Bastard and, you know, Wu-Tang Clan? And Kodak's like, I don't know who these niggas are. Like, I'm right. from Miami, I'm 21. Of course not. But there's there's such a there's such a huge disconnect and a gap where I'm just like, why are we still sending our artists to New York to talk to these people? It's, they don't need to do like who? Off, I'm sorry. Hot go ahead, 97, go ahead. Hot 9 is one of the worst stations to go talk to. I was like, going to say that. Like, I hate Hot 97. As a person who's from New York, who's grown up in New York, like, I hate, like, Hot 97 back in the day was the bedrock, was, like, the place you go to. But now, like, when people like Ebro, I won't even give Ebro some of that blame, but people like um Rosenberg. Like, it's just a lot of culture vultures in hot 97 these days and it's just like they don't re- i feel like these people don't really represent the culture like it should be and like some of these questions they be asking they just it just feels like they do stuff for click it's clickbait stuff well it, it did seem like during the both of those interviews that i that i referenced it it seemed like they kind of ran out of questions to ask them like they didn't really know what to talk about which was maybe they didn't do their research on them maybe they just didn't take them seriously but there's just there's a disconnect. There, there's a disconnect. I would just say that for some reason, I don't, I'm not quite sure why uh, Ebro is considered a gatekeeper in hip hop. Like these exactly. younger artists have no reason to go to Hot 97. Like you said, there's clearly an exactly. age. There's, there's a disconnect. He expects them to be listening to the woo and to be all classic stuff. In these cases, just aren't listening to that. And that, 
that's through no fault of their own. There's no rule that says, oh, you got to listen to Pac before you can rap. Like, he just isn't those type, that type of journalist. He's really good with, like, actor interviews or, like, people that are older. But I just don't understand why. Blade, I mean, yeah, he's just not... I think you can do okay without an Ebro interview is what I'm trying to say. Like, you don't have to go to Hot 97. You really don't have to go to Breakfast Club either, so that's just, like, a personal bias. But Well, let's just call it what it is. For the longest since hip-hop, there's always been a disconnect with New York in the South. Always. So I feel like that is translated over into media as well as far as media coverage of hip-hop. Like, they don't take a lot of Southern artists seriously. And it's just, I don't understand why, but like Kiana was saying, Ebro is not a gatekeeper in hip-hop. And really, like, nobody should really go to Breakfast Club either, like like you were saying, or or go to Ebro. Like, right now, like, what we want to hear now is just good music. We want to hear music. We want to hear dope shit. So, why aren't like let's just take away from that and the I day of like, the media i'm sorry go ahead no no and um i was about to say and another thing with risha i feel like qc and them need to sit down with her right now mm-hmm. because like yo first off like just hearing from promoters who i know back home in the south uh risha doesn't like to perform by herself because jt's locked up she she's gone on record to say she doesn't like to perform. Uh she's really not as well. She's really not good doing interviews. And there's somebody should really like kind of go through her Twitter from the past and start deleting stuff because that whole thing came up where she was talking about she would beat her son ass if he was gay or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of stuff needs to be going on right now. Like nobody like nobody's really mastered the art of media training no more. So like it, it it does matter. It makes a difference in your career and how you perceived. Like because even you can look at six nine, like even even though six nine was crazy and off the wall or whatever, he always looked like he had some type of media training because even though he would say some off the wall shit, it would still be like in those media standards where they were like, oh okay. And he was always in control of his interviews. Like whenever he was, exactly. he was only he was only interviewed by the Breakfast Club, which should tell you something about their. Uh, situation, well, but well, he was Ebro always in control of it. Ebro has a personal beef with Six Nine, so yeah, yeah. Well, I, has I just a, think a issue with everybody. <laughs> yeah, he does. The day of the media run is over with. Honestly, like social media is is becoming king. So I don't really have to go to your show to promote my music, or when I can just promote it on Twitter or promote it on Instagram live. There's some things you like maybe have to do, and I have is use loosely, uh, loosely. But like the day of the radio stops and all of that, that to me doesn't really seem necessary. If, if your core audience is going to listen to that music, your music, we've seen it with people like Cole or Beyonce or a ton of other artists who will just drop a project and never you'll never see them go to radio because they don't have to. And I just think that as that framework gets built, more and more artists, new new and old, will be like, I'm not, I don't have to go sit at your radio station for an hour and listen to you ask me questions that don't have nothing to do with my music. We talk about my music for 15 minutes and then you just ask me questions about my personal life when I can just drop my iTunes link and it be done. So the, the day yeah, of the, the meteor run is, to me, is dwindling, if not o- over. 
they don't the days of having to go to like you know hot 97 in the breakfast club to pay yeah. your dues and pay your respects right. like you don't have to do that no more like you get on this get on instagram live get on twitter like get your album trending that night and you're good and drop your tour dates a week later you're straight <laughs> like yeah, you make more money doing that that's the motto. Just drop, niggas. Just drop. Yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> and, and I will say just about, I guess, Ebro, like, I watched the entire interview, and, like, at the beginning of the interview, like, Ebro came out and was talking about how Kodak was, he had some, you know, issues with the law as far as, like, you know, going to jail because he was smoking weed in front of a minor, like his kid. He was smoking weed in front of him, and so he got arrested for that or got charged for that. And Kodak Black didn't have a problem talking about that. And that was, like, one of the first questions out the gate. And then, you know, like, 20 minutes towards the end of the interview, it kind of seemed like they were wrapping it up. And then Ebro, you know, brings that up. And he didn't even really ask him a question. You know what I'm saying? And then for Kodak to get so uncomfortable when that gets brought up, that kind of that kind of sent a message to me about how he is with, with that kind of stuff. Because you had no problem talking about smoking weed in front of a minor, but when someone brings up... Uh, you know, multiple cases of you, you know, sexually assaulting, allegedly sexually assaulting someone, you're, oh, change the subject or I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's ah, just a t- I mean, uh, that type of subject is just touchy. And, it is. You know, you know, so like, I can kind of understand, like, in that case, like, yeah, talk about smoking in front of a, you know, a child, I can, I can navigate my way through that. But now we're talking about, you know, rape or, or I forgot the, the charges, but it was like sexual assault, or I believe. Like that type of stuff. You're either damned if you do or damned if you don't, if you speak on those nah. type of situations. To me, he, did, to me. He, didn't, he didn't even he didn't even ask him a question though. Right. He didn't even okay. ask him a question. Like there was no question asked. He was just like, hey, you know, next time you come up here, we can talk about it. That was essentially it. Which, I mean, and, and I get it from, if I'm like Kodak Black's people, I'm like, man, he's just doing that to get a reaction. Like, yeah, maybe, I, I, I can see from both was, sides. Maybe it was Ebro trying to size him up, and maybe he felt like he was being sized up. Yeah, I can see why they both reacted that way. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying, you know, they're, one of them's right, one of them's wrong. I think they're both <laughs> wrong, and, and they could have did things better, but. That whole, I, that I whole situation, that whole situation could have been better. Whole situation. And actually, Kodak has a pretty good CD, so. Yeah, I, I listened to, I think, like, two songs, but I haven't really got a chance to really get into it. But speaking of right or wrong, uh, Young Cardi B and, and Offset, you know, people's former relationship goals. We talked about this last week. Well, uh, was- Uh, uh, South Breeze was kind of doing a dance on the grave of their relationship last week. And uh, (laughs) apparently, you know, Cardi B's is out here trying to, it looks like she's trying to move on. Mm -hmm. And and she was performing at at Rolling Loud. See, it's like a concert. Yes. Female ever. You know, she was doing her performance, and I guess either at the beginning of it or something. Young Offset came out there, had a whole little situ like set up that you know Cardi B take me back or whatever. Came out with a mic, and I'm sorry, <laughs> he, bro. I love yeah, you, he was bro. like, "I'm sorry, bro. Take me back." I'm like, "Nigga, that's the best you could do, man." Like, oh man, get the fuck I have out of here. <laughs> get the fuck. Like, uh, it, this is so annoying. These two are so annoying. Uh, not, not, let me not let me let me not say these two Offset is very annoying and. It, it this ain't it, bro. This is not it. All this stuff you're doing, it ain't it. <laughs> Offset, 
you should have just left at the video, bro. Like he even that, even that no, was no, tough. No, no, no. He had like the video. I was like, yo, he really want her back. Like for real. Mm. Like I, 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 I fell for it. I fell for it. You sure did. <laughs> I fell for it. Offset. The way he was, the way he was pausing, the way he was just like. He used such phrases like broke our promise with God. I was mm. like, oh my God. True like, love. I like these are bars. True well, love. Let me tell you something. I have lots of thoughts. We'll just start with that video. Offset sounded like a man that was very uh, remorseful for being caught cheating. Um, he used such phrases because he talked to another gigantic idiot that's name his name is Clifford Harris, um, otherwise known as T. <laughs> um Mm. So yeah, are you are you saying Tip Ghost wrote this apology? I am about eighty percent sure he had something to do with it, along with him and the other cheating niggas of America who hopped in Cardi's Instagram comments to tell that young woman to take Offset back. Like, if at any point Ti, Lil Duval, the game, like any of these like known cheaters are telling you to giving you advice. You on the wrong track, bro. You on the wrong track. I looked at that video and said, Offset is doing whatever he got to do to make sure that he can secure us collab coming this, this next summer. You got to have a Cardi B collab. She's hot right now. Can't have a Cardi B collab if she's mad at you. I think he's making it worse. All of this is making oh, it worse. Oh, totally. Yo, it's man. Not, this is not hey. better. <laughs> Hashtag black men don't cheat on Twitter exploded, dog. Mm. <laughs> that's only that's like one of my favorite, that's been one of my favorite hashtags of the year. Black men don't cheat. Kevin Hart like, let y'all down. Nah, Kevin Hart Puerto Rican or something, man. He ain't black. Nah, he's a hundred percent. Nah, but this whole I seen him speaking Spanish. I seen him Spanish on Instagram one time. <laughs> like, this whole this whole thing with offset, man. Like I've never seen nothing like this, and like I don't know if it's strategic marketing. I don't know what it is. I was going to ask that. Do we think this is real? <laughs> All of this? The way she looked, like she visibly looked upset. I was about to say that. At first, I thought it was just pu- publicity. Uh, but when he got up on that stage, she looked like a woman that worked at like a call center and this happened. She looked like, why are you at my job? Like, put this into perspective. Rolling Loud had never had a female headliner and she is living in her moment and all of a sudden you turn around to see your chi and ex-husband again in your face again and you just why are you here like take why me, are take you me here? back take me back bro <laughs> that was that was the look she had like nigga why are you here he's like i love you i love you bro because if on, bro. roles were reversed if cardi b was showing up to migos concerts with flowers or hennessy or whatever niggas like Asking him to take her back for the fifth time. She would get so much slander on Twitter. She's a crazy ex. Oh, she can't let go. What's wrong with her? Blah, blah, blah. And But this nigga called 21 Savage and got him telling his fans to chant, take him back. Like, come on. You got to let it go. Mm. At least publicly. I'm not saying don't fight for your relationship. I'm saying leave us out of it. If Cardi B came on stage with a PlayStation 4 and loads of Hennessy, I'll be like, take them back. Ain't no girl gonna do that. Ain't no girl gonna do that. You getting a Hennessy and a PS4 with all the games? Mm, Take her back. Take her back. 
it kind of reminds me of uh i think it happened maybe like a month ago or something like that like some some woman was running like a marathon or something and she had like a really good time going she was getting she had a good pace and she stopped for a break to get some water somewhere and like her boyfriend proposed to her like right there and like pretty much messed up her time and she couldn't like she finished the race but obviously she had to stop and deal with that you know what i'm saying and that's kind of the same thing that Cardi B and Offset had to go through. Like Cardi B's doing something that no woman has ever done before, and no one is going to remember that. All they're going to remember is that Offset, Mister New or Lean, came up and was like, "Take me back, bro. Yeah, I love you, dog." He said, I, "Take me back." Like he, he I said, miss you. I miss you, fam. He said, "Brought to her like they was hall boys." <laughs> like he she does. dubbed, like he, like she dubbed him in two K, and he was upset for her for a little while, but he got that, to apologize. <laughs> that's that's what it sounded. Like. It sounded like you when you argue with your boy, like, "Hey, man, come on, I love bro. You, bro. Come, come on, bro. bro. I love you, bro. bro. Call me white, bro. <laughs> Why we bring it over two K, bro? Come on, bro. It ain't that serious, bro. Like, take me back." Oh my God! <laughs> and I, and I, I do, agree, I do agree with Kiana, man. If the if the rules were if the roles were reversed, oh, and Cardi agree. B was on Cardi B was on Instagram Live talking about don't break up my family, come back to me, shit like that. Niggas would be wilding on the timeline talking about you know, see, this is why you don't wife up strippers. This is why you can't date you know, Dominican women or whatever. Like all the slanders that you could think well, of would come out. I feel like the way the world is kind of bizarro world it is these days especially with cardi like cardi got cardi learned that she got her grammy nominations in court and like <laughs> well, this it, is a nigga love story <laughs> but i'm just saying like but hold up but i'm just saying like for some ways people might endear that they're like yo look at cardi man she really wants this relationship man she really you know, if, I, the, if the roles were reversed, I, saying, I will say that would that would be Cardi, on brand for Cardi. Yes, the Cardi, the Cardi gang would be like, "Oh man, she's really trying to fight for her her relationship." I just, I, I knew this was going down downhill when he got on the internet to say y'all won, and I was like, "Bro, what is it? We can do nothing to you." I ain't, I ain't do nothing. <laughs> I ain't do nothing, man. I ain't give you. I ain't give you uh, whatever that girl's name is. I ain't give you her phone number. Like, I, what, what did we win? In the grand scheme of this, if Cardi decides to take him back, they got history, they got a child, they, whatever this marriage was, fine. I just, the thought of it being, it's just the manip, I don't want to get off think PC Twitter, but like, it is a manipulative tactic. I'm going to ask you to take me back in public because now there's a pressure on you. There are eyes on you instead of doing all this in private. And there is the whole, you know, you, you apologize in the space that you disrespected me. That's fine, but I don't apologizing in public and harassing me in consecutive days to take you back when it seems that I've already made a decision instead of just calling me and picking up the phone. It seems it it seems very manipulative. I don't know what he expects his end goal to be. I just hope that Cardi makes whatever decision she feels like is best for her and her kid, and that all of this is taken care of privately because at this point it's becoming a spectacle. Yeah, it's. It's going. It's turning into an episode of Empire. Like we get oh, it. It's, that's a terrible show. It's and and you know what? You know what's crazy about this that show is that while I was watching it, I always read tweets that say, "You know what? I missed one episode of Empire, and I haven't been back." Like people have said that like for <laughs> years. Like people said that for years, and I'm like, "Man, this show's good. Like I rock the show, whatever, whatever." And then like 
I missed like two episodes in a row. I haven't been back. I, I don't know. Like, I was five seasons in. I just like, you know what? I'm out. Just, it's everything wrong with Tyler Perry and Lee. Yeah. One <laughs> terrible show. <laughs> I would, I would tell uh, Mr. Set, man. Like, Mr. Set, Mr. Set, like, just go Damn. back, go back like five years ago and watch what happened to Robin Thicke. Like, he did oh, the man. same. He did the same shit. We ain't recovered yet. And what happened? And what happened? Nothing. He didn't get shit out of me in his L and had to get twerked on by Miley. That that's probably the worst part. Like <laughs> leave me, but don't don't let that happen. Like I ain't no one deserves that, honestly. It's that's a just terrible L. But but speaking of taking L's, uh Drake and Kanye West. Good lord. Mostly that good lord is mostly for Kanye West, because when he gets to tweeting. He he is all over the place. He goes from one end of the spectrum to the to another. So apparently, uh, Drake is trying to get clearance for a song that he did on uh, his mixtape, uh, "So Far Gone," and people are speculating that Drake is trying to put it on Apple Music, you know, because you know mixtapes want to make more money off of it, whatever, whatever. But he needs clearance from Kanye West. So Kanye, as he likes to do, went to social media with all of this information. And he just went on a Twitter tirade saying that, you know, Drake is is fake. Drake tried to threaten him. Uh, Drake's been throwing shots at him on, you know, on sicko mode. Uh, Kanye doesn't really like Travis Scott for doing that. Um, You know, Kanye West paved the way for Drake. Without Kanye West, there's no Drake. Without Kanye West, there's no Travis Scott. It's just there's a there's a lot. There was a lot going on. I didn't see every tweet. And then he went on to, you know, uh, mental health, and I have uh, you know people feel they they can take advantage of me because of that, and uh, people are aren't taking it seriously. Uh, the thing with Kanye West is sometimes I feel like it's the right message, but it's the wrong messenger with him. Because there's sometimes he says stuff, and I'm like, you know what, that makes sense. That's right. He's actually right about that. And then there's other times I'm like, nigga, shut the fuck up, <laughs> like shut the hell up. Um, I'm gonna say this. Underneath all that craziness that he typed was some truth. There was. There for sure was. There's a, a lot of truth underneath the craziness. Um, it, if you listen to Sickle Mode, yeah, you hear the subliminals. Like, you hear the, like, you know, checks over stripes, um, the whole make a right, pay the price type stuff like that, you know. You, he, He's been kind of going at Kanye, which was as which was expected. We we know like Drake is one of the kings of subliminals. Like the only person who's better at subliminals is Jay Z. But yeah, Drake's been throwing some subliminals in certain in certain songs. And Drake has even said this in earlier interviews. Like yeah, like Kanye West is my idol. Like Kanye West is you know like without him like there would be no me. And so is Travis. Travis is going on record to say that as well. Um, it's like what my grandma used to say. Um, it's all in the delivery. The message might be right, but the delivery might be fucked up. And I just think that's what's going on with Kanye. But the first wave, I I, I could I could roll with. But that second wave, I was like, yo, my nigga has lost it. I don't I don't know what's going on. Like somebody needs to take the phone. Yeah, I mean he. The the stuff that he was speaking truth to was like obviously Drake has been doing subs at him for a while. Without 
you know, Kanye West Drake really doesn't have a lane. Travis Scott, same thing. And Drake has been, you know, kind of, I want to say he's picking on people, but he did, he did take shots at Kid Cudi when he was going through his, his mental issues. Like Drake, Very true. that's, that's, that's fucked up. Like, like how are you going to talk about someone who's clearly going through something that has to go into therapy or whatever Kid Cudi had was going, whatever Kid Cudi had to do, but Drake felt but the need not, to, to do that. Like that's, that's forget. fucked up. And let's not forget Drake tried to change the whole narrative on LeBron James's barbershop show. He tried to change the whole yes. narrative. Like, if you look at that, like, those were alley-up questions from LeBron and Maverick. They, they never talked from the other side. It was always just from his point of view. From his point exactly. of view. Exactly. They never ne- brought up the blackface either. They, they never brought up an, op- an opposing question to what he had said. And then, like, Drake was like, I feel like I let you down. Like, just... Drake knows what he's doing with that with that LeBron thing. Like he knew what he was doing with that, and it, that's just trying to turn. Like that's his. He he called his version of Olivia Pope to kind of help him out and get him, you know, on the right side of things or whatever. Or at least to kind of get that perception going. Because I mean, at this point, we all know Drake is a shady dude. You know, what I'm saying like he's done some things that are questionable. I and... won't say he's shady. I won't say that. I'll say this, Drake is calculative. He is a cerebral assassin. If I can use wrestling terms, Drake is the triple H of hip hop. He's cold. He's calculating. Sometimes he's one move ahead. Sometimes he just knows sometimes he knows a counter move to a move that you're already trying to play. Well, he's always going to do something to make himself look better. Exactly. No matter what. Like, Like, he'll... Drake will never go go to the Breakfast Club. Like we talked about this earlier, like he's never going to go to Hot ninety seven. He's never going to go to the Breakfast Club because say what you want about those two shows, they they'll ask some of those tough questions that make people somewhat uncomfortable. And Drake has had media training pretty much his whole life, so he knows, you know, like like you said, he's got he knows the the moves, counter move, like he knows what people are gonna ask him. So he's just like, you know what, I don't have to go up there. I don't need to go up there and deal with this. It's like what Eminem did with the whole Joe Budden thing. Eminem could have went to Hot 97 or Breakfast Club, but no, he went to Sway. And why would he go to Sway when Sway already works for Shady 45? So alley questions. So like control control the narrative. Exactly. I with Kanye, it's just um I'm like I said before this started, I Kanye has turned me off so much that I just don't care to hear what he says in any situation. I do know that I don't think Drake tweets, so I don't think this started with the Drake tweet. And so it seemed like Kanye was doing the old man yells at the sky thing because he was just kind of going in rapid secession. So even if there was some type of truth, again, the way you say that Drake controlled things, he doesn't respond a lot publicly. So now it looks like he's helping Kanye to play that crazy card to where like, oh, everybody just thinks he he don't have it all anyway. So we'll just let him talk to himself. And but that, then he started responding on Instagram with the with the emojis. Yeah, right. he, 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 so, that's the thing. He does that, but he like deleted them pretty quick, though, I think. Like right, they weren't so, up there for the full 24. Like he deleted them. He, like he's trolling. Now the public is like, oh, well, Kanye was, he said slavery was a choice. That nigga crazy. Ain't nobody paying attention to him. When it very well, you probably should be, list, at least this time, should be paying a little bit of attention. 
Uh, I just thought, again, this is another, I don't understand why you two grown men don't handle this in private. Uh, I think they live pretty close to each other. If they don't live pretty close to each other, then they at least have some contact information. I don't know how Travis Scott got into this. This man is just trying to avoid public scandals and feed his kid. Um, <laughs> I just, unfortunately, Kanye West got sucked into the Drake hole to where he, Drake will make you look foolish, even if you ain't trying to. <laughs> I mean, if you listen, Sickle Mode does have some subs to Kanye. Oh, yeah. And so he kind of felt like, yo, Trav, like, yo, you my mans. Like, come on, bro. Brother-in-law. But, yeah, you my brother-in-law. But on the same token, like, Kanye, you produced Infrared. Yep. That's the right message, wrong messenger. For for, for Pusha T. And that whole thing was just so whole. That was the first wave against Drake. So like you can't be like yo, why you do that when you produce infrared? You know, um, he contradicts himself a lot. Yeah, he does that's, have a contra- that's a contradicting thing. Like if he di- if he didn't have any hand with infrared, then okay, I can kind of see what he's saying. But on the other hand, but like that's not the case. Exactly. But <laughs> it's it like like he was saying. Everybody's gonna look at this as the old man yelling at the sky. You know, it's like uh calling wolf and nobody believes you. But there's there's a wolf. He's trying to let y'all know. Yeah. But but nobody because of the track record that he's done so far. I was just about to say year, that. because of your track record, like how can we believe you? How can we trust what you're saying? Like Trust me, I'm one of the last few members on the Yatanic right now. The Titanic, the Yatanic. I'm on the last few members right now. And it's just like, yo, how can people believe you when you, one minute you're doing this and the next minute you're doing that? Like, the message is off. Like, you're, you're looking shaky out here to these people. So people's not even going to believe you. So. That's unfortunate for Kanye. Exactly. I mean, exactly. But it's a hole he's digged himself. He's dug himself, so it's just it's it's tragic because when you I remember the first time I heard college dropout and I never imagined like this would happen yeah. these years later. You feel me? I never would imagine this would happen to Kanye West. The that like this is like a, a crazy downward spiral of Kanye West. Oh Yandy better be a fucking classic. That's all I gotta fucking say. <laughs> Exactly. Or it's over. It, if if Yandy's not a classic, it's over for Kanye. Eh, we'll, we'll we'll see. It, it may or may not be Kanye. He's got a uh, he's got a lot of skin in the game still, so it, it's gonna have to be like a dud. Like it's gonna have to bomb. You know what I'm saying? But it, it is funny that two of the most non-threatening rappers of all time are talking about, oh, you this this guy is threatening me. I need to beef up my security. Like a child actor from Toronto. Is beefing with a you know a uh, uh, respected uh, MC. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but uh, is he respected? Well, is he? once I mean, respected MC. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like we were talking about this earlier. Kanye's still from Chicago. Kanye's still from Chicago, and with Drake, you know, it's always been said that like, yeah, he was a child actor from Toronto, but he's always had ties with, you know, with the Caribbean community in the hood in Toronto. He's always been like click tight with them. They've always embraced them, but they always kind of like really had his back. You know, you got people like Baca, you know, um, 
who's really big, one of the like in heavy industry and in like Toronto rap game in there, like mm. yeah. So like, t- this, it, this- it, 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 it's just hard for me to imagine like wheelchair Jimmy and the kid with the pink polo getting on the phone talking about yo smoke this nigga. Like you see this nigga in public, I was just smoke him. Like I, 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 I can't see it. I can't see it happening. It's not gonna be like smoke him, but it'll be like on some trolling type shit. They're like yeah, go ahead and do that. So yes, like cyberbullying. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. We're, and we're, no longer, the... we're no longer. We're not trying to kill people anymore. We're not trying to take your lives. We're just trying to take your reputation and careers now. And he'll just feed into the whole medium think pieces. Uh, Drake and his his disregard for mental health, the Kanye West theory, or some dumb shit like that. It's always yeah. think piece fodder is what Drake loves. <laughs> yeah, for for someone who doesn't say a lot, like people talk a lot of, around him, right? Talk a whole lot. But speaking speaking of like you know think pieces and media and stuff like that, apparently there was this kid <laughs> that uh, apparently looks a little bit like Travis Scott. Went out, got some pictures <laughs> taken, got some pictures taken of him with a young uh, model or his girlfriend or something like that, and put it online. And apparently, people took that as Travis Scott was cheating on uh, which which Jenner is he dating? Kendall, Kylie, Kylie, Kylie. Yeah. So essentially, people took that photo and ran with it, and essentially, we're saying like, hey. This is news. Travis Scott is cheating on his girlfriend or on his wife or whatever the relationship status is. And nobody did any kind of research. No one verified anything. No one had any sources. They just saw the picture and ran with it. And apparently this kid was trying to to make, make that point that where we are in social media and the media and news coverage is that people don't care if they get it right. They just want to be first. Oh, yeah. And that is what happened with him because he just put that picture out. He didn't put any captions on it. He didn't put any watermarks on it. He put a TMZ watermark on it. Did he put the TMZ watermark on it? Yeah, he put a TMZ watermark on it. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't. I didn't hear that. But even, even still, so the I, TMZ. I watched the, I watched the. I watched the video that he did it. Right. I was right, right. Say, yeah. Did he do a video explaining it? Yeah. So like yeah, he put the he did the I saw when he did the pictures and everything. He paid his homeboy and everything. They paid the model, and then like after they they found like a, a ten eleven pictures, and they chose like two or three from that. And then he put the TMZ watermark on like two of them, and he just let it go. How does TMZ not verify that though? Like how are they just like oh that must be one of our guys? It's got TMZ on it, right? That's us. That's because TMZ does um they do their hiring calls on uh, Indeed. And I'm not even making that up. Like they're and they do several job posts. <laughs> yeah, they do several job posts. That like they're not a, a good news source is what I'm trying to get at. Well, sometimes they are. That, that, and that's the, but but here's the thing: is in this day and age, sometimes TMZ is good with that stuff. Like sometimes they're they're the ones that find things. Like uh, we talked about it, I believe, last week or two weeks ago. The uh, the Kareem Hunt situation. Like TMZ oh, yeah. was the one. They're the ones that got that video. You know what I'm saying? Because like who else? I feel like with this whole thing, it's like, what's the, I feel like this is the theme of this whole show right now. It's just been like, you know, the right message, but just the wrong way. But like, because I say this, like, look at Travis Scott, man. Travis Scott has always been an artist, a rapper, 
who's been out of the way. Like, you don't hear nothing about Travis Scott. Travis Scott, you always hear about Travis Scott working. You always hear about him, like, doing something for his fans. You hear about him, him with his family, with, you know, with Kylie and his daughter and everything, and him just chilling. He don't, he stay out the way. And when you do something like that, you threaten the man's family. This is like a man's family. And keep in mind, these, he's young. Kylie's young. They have, who who knows what can go through their minds like they could end up saying things to each other they could never take back and destroy a family all because you want to just be like hey I'm right you know there's ways about doing things without breaking up homes but I understood what the man was saying yeah I totally I agree with that because like if I was Travis Scott or someone in Travis Scott's family I'm like damn that's fucked up but at the end of the day I would probably like I would probably be more upset with like TMZ for not verifying their own quote unquote news. You know what I'm saying? Like they ran with just a picture because they had their own watermark on it. You know, like at some point we gotta, well, we can't really, we can't really go back to the days where things had to be verified, you know, twice before it was put in like a newspaper and stuff like that. Like once, once you hit send on a tweet or on an Instagram post or something, it's out there. There's no taking it back. And I like, feel like there's no dampened, like, oh, we need to verify it. I feel like this dampened when he, when Astro World got to number one on the charts, when it finally got number one on the charts, it dampened it. It kind of tainted it. We just live in a very strange time of like, I want to be noticed and I'm going to do whatever it takes to be noticed. And this yeah. was like one of those very extreme examples to where you're like, oh, Social media is like a weird sphere of life because like you said, nobody was like, was that really Travis? Everybody was like, oh, Travis is cheating, blah, blah, blah. Here come the stories. Kylie is devastated. What are they going to do about, I don't know the kid's name, about the kid. And it turns out to just be this, this kid just joking around on, on Twitter, maybe looking for a larger social message, but ultimately just being a kid on Twitter. <laughs> and I'm going to say this, yo. He better be glad he's in a different country because Travis from Houston, from Mo City. Hey, them boys don't play about shit like that, man. He better be glad he's in a different country because if he was in the States, I somebody he, I think he could have got touched if he was in the States. I'm sorry to say that. I don't want – but, like, that's serious stuff. You don't play with another man's family. You right. don't. And then just like, what did you gain from that? And then you don't even want to. And then, like, I heard in an article, like, he didn't even want to apologize or whatever. Like, he said, if anything, I would apologize to Travis, but I think he will understand. Nah. Why would he? You mess with a man's family. If you was in the States, you would have got touched, bro. You would have got touched. I don't don't know if I can really blame him for not, I guess, apologizing because it's like, does he need to apologize or does the media need to apologize? Because all he did was put a TMZ watermark on it. A lot of other people were and, and he was you he was essentially he was essentially doing an experiment. Like he did he he went out and got you know his hair braided and colored the same as, as Travis Scott and took some pictures, put a TMZ watermark on it, and that became like national news. Like that be that that was on TV. That was in reported by, you know, credible news media outlets. And based off of what? Like, no, nobody verified it? Like, that isn't, that's a legit issue. Like, 
if we, I mean, we can even look at like the political landscape of things. Like people see something and they just assume it to be true. Like there's no right. verification of stuff. And that's, and he's, he proved that point. And, Nobody, and I, I don't think there's any way to go back. And like I said, there's no way to really change that and go back to how it was, you know, I guess in the nineties or whatever, but he exposed the media as like, yo, this is a problem and people need to kind of take it seriously. Nobody questioned Paul Revere. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wouldn't even know niggas coming. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Paul Revere tripping. Tri- he tripping again. Nobody questioned Paul Revere. He said them niggas go, they coming? Oh, all right. They yeah, coming? Yeah. Uh, all right, bro. We got you. Let's let's ride. We're going to ride on the fools in. <laughs> yeah, but hope, I mean, hopefully people take the time to like, like find out what's real and what's not real. You yeah. Know what I'm like just take take an extra second before and like people get caught up on like headlines and the, the clickbait stuff like before you get all up in arms and wanna tweet your hot takes about it, just you know, you don't always gotta be first. You know what I'm saying? Just try to make sure it's right before you just start getting your, your hot takes off. Yeah, think about the the larger human. Like Twitter is fun. I say lots of terrible things on Twitter, but honestly, when it comes to like real life people, like their humanity man- matters. These are people yes. that we just happen to be able to look at every day, but they get they have to go home and be regular people at some point. So like, celebrity humanity matters. It's important, um, and it's like at some point you just have to think: is this is the who does this help? Does it hurt somebody more than it helps me? And most of the time, it hurts more than it helps. Mm. For the most part, I think it does. But in this case, I think it, I think it'll help in the in the in the grand scheme of things. I think it right now, yeah. It, it, well, yeah, hopefully it does. Hopefully people will, you know, especially like TMZ and and whatever news sources kind of take the time to verify stuff before just running with it. But um, man. Speaking of, nah, I ain't got no transition for that. I tried. I tried to find something. <laughs> I ain't got it. Uh, so we're just going to go. Well, uh, speaking of children being terrible, <laughs> <laughs> here's another example of a terrible child with internet access. There is one, yeah. Um, what you call it? What's that girl's name? Um, Taylor Swift. The White Walker. <laughs> this. <laughs> The, the the snake, I guess they call her. She's a little little snake or whatnot. Peter Baelish. Um, she had a. It was her birthday, I guess, uh, on Thursday or Friday or maybe even Saturday. And the, it's That's funny a trick because question. vampires don't have birthdays. Ugh, jeez. <laughs> it's funny because um, on her, I like I went to like the trending topics or whatever, and. Based on how my timeline works, the only thing I saw people tweeting about was uh, the fact that Beyonce released self-titled five years ago on that same day. That's the only thing I saw people talk about. I didn't see anybody <laughs> talking about Taylor Swift's birthday or wishing her a happy birthday. So I feel like I'm doing Twitter right at this point. But uh, someone, some, I don't, I'm not even going to say this dude's name. He's, a, he's verified. He's like a, a sports commentator or something like that. And he had the nerve to get on the internet and say that Taylor Swift was better than Prince. So we're going to take that. And that is going to be the uh, the teaspoon of stupid, the worst tweet of the week, worst tweet of the month, worst tweet of the year. 
I immediately went and blocked that fool because we are not going to sit here and say that Taylor Swift is better at anything than Prince. No, not today. I, I will not accept that. That is disrespectful. That is offensive. And that is racist. You know what? I will not accept it. I'm, I'm, I don't even want to speak on that. I Was just... it the American Music Awards that gave Taylor Swift the like Artist of the Year Award over Michael Jackson the year he died? That was, I think it was, it was either them or MTV. Somebody told that little girl that she was better than Michael Jackson, and I haven't forgiven them for it since. And ever since then, this is a list of like things that Taylor Swift. No, somebody (laughs) told Taylor it was a good idea to redo September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. That was on my list of things she's done wrong. (laughs) I I have never heard that song. I will never hear that song. I refuse. My ears will not hear that voice sing that song. No, I don't think so. If the Illuminati is real, that's their theme song. I want to cry because that you don't do no song like that. Like that, I I feel tears welling up because like you don't treat September like that, and the way she how, did September was just how dare she? How dare she? Like seriously, how dare? Was, like who? It, who do you think you are? The mayonnaise jar. It was straight from the mayonnaise jar. Who does she think she is? Like seriously, she has an acoustic guitar. An acoustic oh my god! Guitar. No. This is what happens no. when everyone gets participation trophies. Mm. Like, she had her lane um, when she was doing, like, you know, country with a sprinkle of pop. And then one day, well, it was after the Kanye thing. So this Kanye gave way to current Taylor Swift. After Kanye got on stage and transformed her into whatever we have Taylor Swift today. Blame the Henny. Blame the Henny on, on that, man. Like, we just... We had to watch her be fake aloof, like, oh, my God, I don't know how I won all of this stuff, to dancing in MTV and, and being off terribly offbeat, and she became endearing and America's sweetheart. And then she goes, and it's just been, I won't say, it's been a downhill plunge for her, for me. I'm pretty sure on the other side of the tracks, people love Taylor Swift. I don't know what Taylor Swift does these days, but to say that she's like better at Prince at what? Better than Prince at what? There's not a lot of people that are better than Prince at things. Like Dave Chappelle wasn't even better than Prince at, I mean, Charlie Murphy wasn't even better than Prince at basketball. (laughs) So like, I don't think Taylor Swift is better than Prince at anything. There's nothing, there's nothing Taylor Swift can do for me that Prince can. Nothing. Not a thing. Like, Prince, I bet Prince makes some fire ass pancakes. I know this. He yeah. makes great pancakes. Taylor Swift can't make no pancakes like Prince. He served them. He served them to Dave Chappelle. Man. Who, exactly. Oh, it was Tiffany Haddish that said Taylor Swift makes good brisket. I don't believe it. Sounds like fuck out of here. I mean, <laughs> you, could, you can look at Taylor Swift and tell she only no brisket. Ain't no way. And if she does, she probably eats vegan bit brisket. Get the get the fuck out of here. Get Taylor Swift out of my life. Why is, Tiffany Haddish hang- Why is Tiffany Haddish hanging out with Taylor Swift? I that's a that's a whole nother conversation. I I I don't know. <laughs> she, she she really trying to get into Illuminati. If that's what she if that's who she hanging out with. Well, that, that ain't the move. Taylor Swift is the same artist that will make a wedding couple take her take their video on YouTube down because it has her song in it for fifteen seconds. Like what? Prince would never do that. Taylor Swift is trash. That's I, that, I, that's really the only thing I wanted to talk about. Like I don't, 
she, I think she's trash as a person. I think she's trash as an artist. Like, I think she's overrated. I don't think she's that great in her genre. I don't think she she should be propped up the way she is. Like uh, Keanu was saying, I think the only reason a lot of people like her and, you know, stand for her is because of the Kanye West. Like, they still see her as that victim, quote-unquote victim, that got robbed and lost her shining moment because of some wild, crazy nigger or whatever. Like, fuck Taylor Swift. It's the Hennessy. Like, it's the Hennessy, no, it's the I'm just, I'm not here for that. The like, only she, person yeah. that was in competi- competition with Prince is the late, great Michael, Michael Joseph Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, I wouldn't even say that. What? Oh yeah, I know that. I'm saying I don't think it's a, it was a competition. Oh yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't put Michael Jackson in that same category with Prince. Like I think there's I think you know what? Let's let me not go there because you know I've already I've had a, you know I don't I had some other I had some other like messed up tweets about Michael Jackson moonwalking in hell, so I don't want to get into that. So we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up with this. <laughs> we'll go ahead and wrap up with that. Uh, like I said, this is the this has been the committee podcast. Uh, if you're still listening to this, make sure you give a give us a five star review. Uh, don't try to get me canceled because I said Michael Jackson was in hell getting beat by Joe Jackson. I'm sorry. I apologize for those tweets. I saw that and I was like, <laughs> "What? He is wilder." But I was in church, I think, so I couldn't really respond. Changes marketing. Changes marketing. <laughs> Uh, I'm just uh, like you know don't don't bring those up don't bring those up to my mom right so uh what was I saying we're on the kids work crowns collectives I'm sure they they'll they'll enjoy hearing me you know slander Michael Jackson like this um make sure you uh drink trill tea if you're in the tea they're the best tea out there um uh Keanu go ahead and uh, plug your podcast and as you can do the same thing after her I'm just out here doing things. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Rev Run. Uh, look for Between the Lines Pod on iTunes. You may find that there hasn't been a recent episode. It's because your girl is in school and school is trash. I won't give you the whole spiel about how school is trash, <laughs> but it sucks. But we're hoping to get back to it soon. Uh, graduation is upon us. Free time is opening up. So, yeah, you can always go back and listen to those great episodes. Marcus is on a couple saying very controversial things uh you can follow between the lines at btw in the lines pod uh we're on itunes podcast apple podcast and spreaker that's speaker with an r after the p um yeah between the lines pod okay uh like i said my name is Naj. you can follow me on twitter at wanna be nice um instagram you should be nice um the excuse me the podcast is uh, Two Dope Smarts with my boy CJ. Uh, you can get him on Twitter at, at CJ Tweeted as at C-E-E-J-A-Y Tweeted. And my name is You Want to Be Nice, and that's nice with a Y, N-Y-C-E. Um, we were supposed to do a show for Two Dope Smarts tonight, but, uh, you know, family, stuff getting in the way, so we're, we're going to try to make that work. I know I said that on Twitter, we're going to do an episode, but we got y'all. We got y'all. My bad. All right. All right. Appreciate y'all listening. Uh, I'd like to thank my, uh, my guests for joining us. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. See you later. Bye. Yeah, yeah.